When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Black and White Podcast where life might not be black and white, but we are. I am Katie. And I'm Marie. Hello. 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 Welcome back. Welcome and back. also for the first time ever on the Black and White Podcast, we have our very first guest and her name is Pooja Kumari. Welcome Pooja. Yay. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now, Pooja is someone that I met uh, I backstage auditioning for the Pack Sketch Group Theater. Um, we both went up. Uh, we both did amazing, and we both did not get in. It was good times, bonanza, and uh, just pure circumstance through uh, one of the job many many jobs that I'm working. Um, her name also came up as a very funny comedy writer, and I was like, I know her. You know what? We should bring her on to the podcast. <laughs> So welcome, welcome. How's everybody doing? What's uh, what's been going on in the week? I'm good. I'm in my third week of the new job, um, and really excited about it. Um, it just feels so weird to be working, but it's not really working, working yet. But like, I'm still excited about the work, and I'm like, give me more work. And then I always Stop remember, I was like, there will be a point you won't want this. <laughs> <laughs> it will need to stop eventually because I can see how things could stack up really fast. So, uh, yeah, like they were showing me a spreadsheet today. I was like, okay, I can see this, like having to do like 20 of these in a week would like ruin my life. So, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited and, uh, uh, feel lucky to be working yeah and unfortunately sure. there the podcast that you announced that you had an actual job we unfortunately had a whole technical issue and that got cut out but do you want to remind everybody what it is that you're actually working for now yeah so i'm basically working in event operations we talk we deal with all the i like to say small touches of events the things that you don't think about so making sure you get to your hotel making sure there's transportation make sure making sure you have a hotel make sure there's swag make sure you know like you could register and there's a website for registration so those are the things that we do so not so much the production end but definitely a lot of operations and just churning the wheel or turning the wheel is it churning is it churning if it's upright is this churning yeah because it's like churning, churning butter, but that it's like i'm, I'm you, uh, doing a jerk off motion oh, so, uh, there is that i believe yeah, that's okay. churning but i feel like churning kind of it makes it sound like there's more effort and more like you know like 
begrudged oomph to it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Turning or churning. Turning seems to have a little bit more of a flowy way. So I guess it's all how you feel about it. <laughs> Do you have celebrity clients or something like that? Um, us? The company I'm with? Yeah, for the event um, planning. So... I, you know, I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say yet, but I <laughs> okay, will say we work with creator. There is, we, I think, creator, creator level celebrities. Okay. So, like, what Have is that? Have you seen Sunset? No, I haven't. Why? Okay. Because there's a moment in that show where one of the real estate agents is like, oh, yeah, um, I want, like, um, a slot at my engagement party. And they're like, oh, it's, like, or not engagement, it was like a, I think it was a bridal, it was some type of big party, and she tells the party planner, I know it's tomorrow, but can you find this for me? And I'm like, <laughs> so is that like the extent of your job? Like, does someone just randomly call you and be like, by the way, I want like an ice sculpture tomorrow? And I mean, I'm sure there's elements, I've, I haven't gotten there to there yet, but I have had okay. past events where you have to do crazy shit, very shorthand. I mean... Yeah, I almost, it's like you almost kind of come to expect it with event life because people have uh, big dreams and a lot of small budgets. Uh, so magic is what you're con continuously <laughs> creating. <laughs> yeah. It Marie knows stop. how to pinch a penny. Did you ever have to uh, organize anything like that, Pooja? Yeah. And have last minute requests? <laughs> yeah, actually, it's crazy. Actually, so to me, producing is like, glorified party planning so when i produce for student films or like indie film sets people would always be like last minute oh yeah by the way can we get this location i mm -hmm. thought about adding this to the script and like my first thought is always no because i have to be the bad guy but then the second thought is actually wait this scene <laughs> would be really lit i'm gonna call some people and like <laughs> it just happens but yeah i'm always the planner in my group i'm always the one uh bringing all my friends together networking doing all that stuff so i'm in the mist right now of of planning like a indian food get oh, together fun. thing because i have a lot of friends that are yeah but it's it's stressful because it's a bunch of white people and they've never had indian food before so now i gotta have like all this stuff ready to go because i know i know katie can handle spice i know um i'm forced to handle <laughs> spice i was born indian but like there are some people who just they they already told me up front they're like yo i love hanging out with you but like this is a little dangerous and i'm like okay well I'm just going to have uh, everything ready for you. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's so funny because I I know that that's a big deal. It's like de-spicing <laughs> food for white people. And like the, the best version of that mm. is Britain where it's a whole country of Coloniders, oh colonizers who <laughs> did really good. Yeah. And it's so funny because you even go to, you know, Indian owned restaurants, and I feel like they still dumb it down. Yeah, actually, just it's in so case <laughs> there's somebody oh, coming through. So, I grew up in Illinois, and in Illinois, there's a million Indian restaurants everywhere, and there's oh. a million Indian people everywhere. And then I moved out to LA, and I was like, <laughs> Where did they go? And so, whenever I find them and I see one, uh, like I was at this. I forgot what it was called. Maybe it's best I don't <laughs> say that restaurant. But I was in <laughs> uh, Hollywood area, and there was this one really beautiful Indian restaurant. And all of a sudden, the owner walks out and is like, oh. And I'm like, no, 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 wait. I was, like, born in Ohio and raised in Illinois. Like, I'm more white. Like, maybe you should not. And he's like, no. I never get to make my food for oh. real Indian people. So 
you're not escaping us today. And so then the chef goes in the back and he's like, oh my God, an Indian person. And I'm like, no, wait, I'm not that Indian. And they start getting out the ghost peppers. They start like making my food just for me. And I'm like, <gasps> and I'm like eating it through tears. Like it was, nice. it was like a total Ted Lasso <laughs> moment where like, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've seen the show, Marie, but it's, yeah. there's a moment where he has to eat Indian food by the chef. And he's like, yeah, I, I love it. And he's like eating it through tears. So that's me every time I go into any <laughs> restaurant. So I love it. that's why I'm, I'm kind of the reason why, I guess when I take white people to an Indian restaurant or anybody, you're like the first the, time to an Indian restaurant. You're, you're like getting the, the ticket to like actually like, having the real spice and the real amount of food. They're <laughs> like, yeah. no, 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 give me the ver the version from yeah. my friends. I want that one. Uh. Yeah, but it's okay. I I've learned that I can't. I feel because I. I'm so depleted of like the culture out here, if that's the right way to say it, or deprived. Um, I just take it as a compliment. I'm like, yeah, sure, spice it up. I'll go home and oh, throw no. up and do whatever. And yeah, <laughs> you gotta so hang out in Artesia. Is that's where? Oh I, no, right. you know, actually, Isn't I'm it Arte uh, right. Not, you're right about it being yeah. Artesia, but I'm not a fan of Artesia because um, <laughs> their restaurants have kind of. The, I guess I don't know what part of india they're making food oh. for but like it's not where i'm from what's oh. it's, what is artesia yeah and they also it's okay. little india oh, so it's okay. okay yeah it's a, yeah yeah it's where i went to go get my uh i so uh zebas that that i went there to oh get my, my <laughs> well, well, well. yeah Right now, down to Artesia. You didn't, didn't, you didn't go anywhere else to get your eyebrows threaded. That's so funny. I have, um, so I live in San Gabriel Valley, and I'm the only brown oh, no. person out here. Like, this is like Chinatown area. <laughs> like, this is not, I'm, I don't belong here. But my neighbors now know me, and they think I'm really thug, and they love me. So I'm like, all right, good. Uh, but when I first came out here, they were all like, what are you doing here? And I'm just like, oh, you know living life and then they all got scared and they stopped making eye contact with me um but now like we're homies and there is like an eyebrow place near me and there there are all these indian women that left artesia because they're like hey like we're not getting compensated oh, no. accurately out there because like the owners and the way they run stuff isn't okay so i'm like it's all good like i got you so i'm here and i always tip them well well and then also there's the, the indian restaurant i'm talking about is like literally like 15 minutes away and they they hate artesia too because they're like you know they cheap out on ingredients they're not really making things the right way and they're from gujarat area in india and my parents are from Uttar pradesh so this is northern india okay. so growing up like people thought i was gujarati and i'm like i'm not i'm just confused <laughs> so like i'm just from the northern part um yeah. but like yeah so when i met this like restaurant owner I had a heart to heart, like, hey, man, um, you make food just like my mom. And he's like, yeah, where's your mom from? And then we got in this whole deep conversation where he's like, oh, yeah, this is my family. They help me run the restaurant. Anytime we see you, we'll yeah. help you out, like whatever you need. So I made my first Indian dish for my roommate. And my roommate's, uh, well, she doesn't live here anymore, but she's Chinese. And she was like, oh, my God, you're Indian. You have the superpower. Why don't you use it? And I'm like, oh, I. <laughs> I never knew I could cook by myself like this. I never thought about that. So during the pandemic, I taught Aww. myself how to make Indian food. And my mom would call me. And the first thing I she would it. say is like, there's no recipe. Just follow your heart. And I'm like, that's it just. It should be at least and some I... basic ingredients, oh, please. So then I... <laughs> yeah, I said, I was like, can you help me? And she she would cook mm -hmm. and like speak in Hindi and like 
literally she would take salt and then just throw it. And I'm like, what are you, that's not a measurement. How do I know that it's right? And she's like, you just, she says it like in Hindi, like, like, um, andase, which just means like you cook it and you try it with a spoon and then you decide Mm -hmm. what you want to add. But this restaurant was like lit. Like they, the owner was like, yeah, your mom's a real (laughs) Indian person from India, but like, you're not. So let me help you with this. And they, they gave, so this is how, you know, it's a good Indian restaurant. It's half grocery store, half restaurant. So yeah. So they just told me what to buy. I feel like any, like, I feel like that's kind of the ingredient for most, uh, you know, people of color, like, if you <laughs> are not from here, the best stuff is going to be found in a little bodega slash deli mm-hmm. something. Yeah, because there's like Haitian spots like that out in like Miami and New York. And it's just you, you buy the ingredients or you can have it made right there. I love it. Okay, what is, yeah. what's like the one That's dish when... that you wish all... Oh, sorry anybody would try like either from Haitian or from Indian food that like not your tikka masala like not your standard like whatever um but something that like you wish more people would know or even just like a flavor profile because I'm I'm in it to win it here guys (laughs) I'm I'm ready to eat some food (laughs) well I'm a bad Haitian but I I mean what I I love plantains um there's like there's like the way my you know family makes them is just bomb and of course how did is there like anything that they do special other than just kind of fry them in a pan or i you know i don't know that's what i'm saying i don't i'm a bad like i am like um (laughs) you know if i were mexican i think they call them no sabo kids i'm like the haitian equivalent of a a no sabo sabo. yeah (laughs) i'm a no sabo like i but it's funny because i know i've eaten a lot of it so there's just like soups and like uh squash soups like or pumpkin soups or um but rice and beans is like a staple and if you can't Mm. get that right then um so many people can screw it up so easily it's like it's rice and it's beans and like just put some flavor in the beans. Don't cook them in their own juices. There's Please. A, I love it, too, because I love that so many, um, you know, cultures have their take on a rice and bean. Like, Cubans have their rice mm-hmm. and beans. Haitians, Jamaicans. Everybody's really, I mean, of course, a Mexican food restaurant. I don't know how authentic that is. But rice and beans are this amazing staple that people cook so many different ways and i i just love it we put like pork salt in ours oh. salt pork is that what yeah salt pork Ooh, that sounds yeah. good oh my god yeah mom <laughs> mom doesn't make it that way anymore now she uses turkey bacon <laughs> oh yeah well yeah <laughs> trying to do a little less cholesterol yeah. i guess <laughs> Know the feeling, know the feeling, hate the substitute, but know Um, the feeling. When I was in uh, the first grade, I had this weird moment um, that I realized, oh my God, we're all the fucking same. And it was when actually I brought my Indian variation of rice and beans, which is like rice and rajma. Mm -hmm. And rajma is like a bean curry or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And 
my Filipino friend also brought her version of rice and beans. And then my Mexican friend also brought one. And then so did like uh, my black friend and like everybody, they all brought their own version of it. And we all opened our lunches. And I literally lost my mind that day. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like everyone's like, yeah, this is, this is what I brought from home. And this is why, and like, we all tried each other's stuff. And I'm like, I, I thought only Indian people did this. And like, it was just like the craziest day. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We just had our dumbass fucking white bread sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> we all got Literally white bread. Sometimes you fooled around and you got some potato bread and that was a good girl <laughs> cheese. <laughs> but what's crazy is my me and my siblings were always fighting for white people food and that by our definition of that it was mainly like fast food or like yeah (laughs) we were like we just want to be normal because we don't want to smell like we don't want other people to make fun of us and how we smell when we eat indian food so like yeah so we were just always like fighting for like dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets with uh ketchup (laughs) like (laughs) things like that like i don't know if that's considered white food but yeah. like to us it was yeah no i would say i would say any kind of like frozen version of things would be yeah. considered white food. <laughs> considering uh, how much my partner eats dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets are probably part of their essential diet so i, don't I was know. just gonna say <laughs> i'm fighting for those every day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh, Pooja, if you'd like, go ahead and tell us like a little bit of a background of like what it is that you do, uh, what it is that you want to do. Yeah, so I'm gonna try to condense a little bit of my life story into this because I think it would it would be helpful for for you, Marie. And I don't know if I've told everything to Katie yet, but um, uh, ever since I was like seven years old, I've wanted to be a showrunner, and I just saw like, um. Sorry, someone's calling me. Who is this? Ew, that's my brother. Um, he's my favorite. Ew, he? <laughs> How my dare you? <laughs> he might Love come you. you might get to meet him. Um, he's an engineer, so he took the safe way. Out. Oh, Anyways. he's an Indian engineer. <laughs> I know, I have right? Never, heard never, of one met one. <laughs> never met one. Never met one. Oh my goodness. He is, but you know what's crazy? Even though he's an engineer, we're going through the same thing in life right now where he works um a job at a company that he doesn't like he's living like the full Mm. severance experience if you've seen severance um and then i'm also kind of working a job i don't particularly like but i'm trying to balance what i like outside of it so i guess to condense my life uh story like i um was pre-med for a year i dropped out and I dropped out and my teachers were kind of like, thank God, because I had failed so many tests. They were like, this girl. Um, Anyway, and then I went home and my dad thought I was going to his uh, alma mater, which was um, UIC Chicago. But instead, I went to the school one block back, which was uh, Columbia College, Chicago. And that's an art school. That's the one Kanye West dropped out of. And he went to pursue music full time and stuff. So I um, wanted to do I wanted to study production. And I remember my dad like threw my stuff out of the car and he was just like, you can put it up in your room yourself. And like my RA was like, by the way, there's always one family every year that does this because their kid lied to their parents. So did you lie to them about getting into the school? And I'm like, oh yeah, maybe. Um, So yeah, because I I told my dad I applied to UIC in Chicago to do like physical therapy or whatever. And 
they don't have that program there. So he found out the hard way and I was like, I don't really care. Um, And I graduated in two years. I moved out to L.A. And the first thing that happened is everyone said, you should be an actress. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And I was working at Starbucks. I was juggling being a background extra. I was juggling being in Second City's improv conservatory program and doing their work study program. And then I was also briefly an intern at IL West, which is a comedy club. They shut down. <laughs> um, and then- yeah, I didn't know that. I did, I've, I've been there. Yeah, the just just the one in LA. Yeah. Okay. yeah not, I, don't, I think Chicago's still going. Yeah, yeah. But, Chicago yeah. better still be going. They got to... They're better about their their lives, but I there was a lot of drama about um, the owner and how they handled LA, and a lot of teachers were unemployed after that. And I was up for an admin job, and I also didn't uh, get that, so that was kind of cool. Um, but I got into grad school after that. I went to Chapman University for two years. I studied TV writing and producing. It was the first time they had that program, so that was its own hell. It was like the worst two years I've ever had in my life. Um, but I learned a lot, and I. Uh, made a lot of friends, <laughs> um, learned what to do when you don't like people, but you have to see them every day. Um, and then That's good. After, great skill. Great skill. Yeah. Really good skill for the corporate life too. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Um, and then after I graduated during the pandemic and I was like at a loss, oh, wow. like, uh, I, yeah, I had two jobs lined up, all two interviews lined up rather one at CAA and one at ICM. And they both kind of were like, no, thank you. Like, they just didn't uh, go through with it. And so I was like crying my eyes out every night. And then I just did nothing for a year except take care of myself. And then I started um, doing some magic. And I started like meditating and like going to see a therapist and like setting goals and just kind of understanding like, okay, you know what? And like, there was a a moment too. I was like, I'm going to sell my soul to corporate and I'm just going to work a full-time job and just call it a day. Cause I was working as a temp and I was like, you know, living in uncertainty, whether they'll continue me or not on a project is really like breaking my brain. And so I decided I was quitting entertainment and I was just going to work at this car rental company full-time. And so, um, three months or four months into the job, I got in a car accident. Somebody hit me. They made an illegal left turn. And then, I was on disability and as I'm on disability, I'm sitting there and uh, I thought I just, there's just this weird thing. Like it must've been like my soul or something. I was like, oh fuck, I got to sign up for a writing class. So I sign up for this writing class through the pack theater. I take a sketch class and I am laughing every week. And like, so is my class. And my teacher's telling me you should audition for this sketch uh, team. I, he's like, you know, all of you are more than qualified. There are people who apply who have never even done comedy before. And you guys actually have a comedic sense in you. So I, I applied and uh, I got a call back. And that was right when I was, I was thinking of just quitting and like not doing anything. And then I was like, oh no, like, this is nice. And so um, I auditioned and I learned a lot about auditioning. I had not done that in so many years. I had not even, I didn't even think they would call me back. And then um, I met Katie backstage and she was just like so polite and happy and funny. <laughs> and then I, I went out on stage, I blanked out. And for and for some reason, like I got so scared and I just like forgot half of the things I was going to say. And I didn't perform with like confidence in my mind and so I, I yeah, leave this is a complete lie from where I was standing so. <laughs> okay, so Katie was backstage and she doesn't believe that and that's fine because I probably just mentally feel this way because I was I hadn't performed in so many years so I go backstage 
and somebody grabs my arm and says, like, you're okay, like, don't quit, like, it's fine, blah, blah. And I don't even remember 100% what you said to me. But what I remember is, like, you saying, like, don't quit, you're fine. And I'm, like, just looking around (laughs) trying to find a spot to cry. And I'm, like, I can't find one. So I go back, I go back out. And then as I'm leaving, there's, like, a space of everyone awkwardly avoiding me because I had, like, I don't know, maybe they they didn't know what to say or whatever, but I was beating myself up mentally. Like there was a gang of like a million poojas in my mind and they were like, whoa, like, what do you think you were doing? Um, But then I like went home and one of my friends was like, hey, um, we should start a writer's group and also you should apply to this job. And it's like this random LinkedIn job for this company. Um, They're looking for sketch writers. So I threw my packet at them and I threw like a, a half a minute of a video and my friend called me right away like, hey, so which sketch did you use? And I'm like, oh, I sent them like four. And he's like, what? That's not with the rules. And then I was like, oh, sorry. And then he's like, so how long was your your intro video? And I'm like, around a minute. He's like, that's not with the rules either. And I'm like, oh, shit. Sorry. And then the next day I get a text saying like, hey, um, I would like to talk to you about possibly writing for us. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So like now I uh, write sketch for a YouTube channel. And I am a volunteer for the, well, I'm a moderator for the work study program at the PAC Theater. So I was like, I need to get more involved and I can't afford their classes. And my goal in life is to be a showrunner. So I want to like make a show out there for people who are just not having a good day. And then they can yeah. watch it and just forget about everything. You know, the dream. <laughs> uh, and Yeah. And then I also have a writer's group and I'm also like trying to just seek for representation and stuff like that so what but what about you marie i don't know what what are your life goals and stuff i just want to put a quick addendum i did not say don't quit because that was not what was going through my mind i was saying you crushed it out there you killed it you killed a good job i heard and i was saying i heard them laughing and you kept twisting that to say that they went dead silent no. Also, the people that were in the hallway that were probably being awkward and not watching you or like talking to you, it's because they weren't even in the show because they couldn't get in because it was so packed. Oh, shit. <laughs> Putting that out there. <laughs> okay. Uh, now back to Marie and her goals and aspirations. I, I don't know. Well, it's Thank funny. My goal, my goal is to find the lighter I just dropped, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been looking for it this whole time because I. But, like, you know, here's the thing. I don't know. I think my goal in life is to, like, make up to that little girl who Ooh. failed herself so many times. Like, Ooh, I, I failed yourself. Not even felt like who didn't know. Like, I really, you know, I think um, I've kind of had a moment in my recent life where... Um, I realized that I'm still in some ways paying for choices I made, right? I, you know, the reason why I'm, you know, in some regards behind in certain areas of life and like, well, I know we all have our timing and that's okay. Like, this is what was meant to be for my life. I still, like, I still um, have to forgive and get past the person who made those mistakes, that little girl who, who was traumatized and hurt. And like, I want to be like, I want to get to the point where I'm not like, I get to make it up to her 
in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And I don't know if that's, I get like, it's like, I'm, we're always going to pay for our mistakes, but um, I hope I get to the point where it all feels worth it. You know, I gave it like, it's just like, okay, we, we brought it full circle and this is okay. And this, so I don't know what that looks like. Um, I feel like I'm, you know, late in life, just now getting my dream job. So, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah, man. yeah. So it's like, okay. Um, I mean, uh, I would love to have kids and like own at home. I think I'm just like basic, but I just think I'm real late. It's real late in life and for, for me for kids. So that might not happen, but so maybe actually I- this is so timely that you said that because, okay. um, when I graduated grad school, I had a huge mental breakdown and I didn't get those jobs or anything. And I, I was up to interview for, uh, the company um, that makes the show Succession, and I didn't get the job, and I cried like a crazy person, and I broke things in my room, and I called my therapist, and I was just like, I want to die. And she's like, why? And I'm just like, well, I didn't get the job to be the receptionist for Hyperobject Industries, and like, I don't get to meet Adam McKay, and I don't get to, like, who am I? I'm useless. And she's like, actually, no, you're you're a person. You have other things. And I'm like, like, what? And she's like, well, what else do you want to do outside of entertainment? And that was the first time in my life that I sat down and was like, oh, oh, there's other things. Like I could own a home and and get married and have a boyfriend and like have like friends outside of entertainment and like not consistently just be competing in this weird world. And so that was the first time I sat down and made all these goals. And something that is continuously always bothering me that mean I'm trying to work through right now is like, not forget who I am and like that I am a human being that deserves respect and that I will make mistakes. I'm not perfect and I can still move forward and do things. But also like uh, I'm learning about my inner child. I'm learning about who she is and like Mm -hmm. what her problems are. And one of the, the main things is like, how do you forgive yourself for your past mistakes and move forward? Cause something that Indian people don't do that. At least I have seen in my observations is like, we hold everybody to their past selves. Like the minute mm. I, I start dating a new Indian guy, my friends will be like, oh my God, what's his name? Oh my God, where's he from? Oh, wow. Did you know he like threw up on himself in the fourth grade? And I'm just like, oh my God, so lame. And like, no, like that's that's not cool to like hold people for for their old selves and not like, you know, have- So what makes everyone... you think you can do it to your own self? You know, <laughs> like that begs the question of like, why do we hold our own selves? Like yeah. to those embarrassing moments and things. <laughs> I think for me, I think there's sometimes, I think because I, I'm dealing now with the real life repercussions of some of those mistakes, like, you know, not kind of getting it together later in life. Now I may be able to have kids and go through the medical things that's going to take to have kids because that was always going to be necessary for me no matter what. But now it's like, oh, it might be too late. Like I might have hit too late moments. And I have to be okay with that. And I have to be, forgive myself for that. And that's huge because these were all the things I wanted. And a 21-year-old girl fucked that up in a lot of ways. How do I, like, say, you are you know what, whatever. You did the best you could. Uh, you know, I, I try and do that. But I, um, I want to, like, look back someday and be like, okay, ugh. She needed to do that because <laughs> I've lived this sure. this life in this way, and uh, I forgive myself for that because uh, what I can't be mad. <laughs> well, and it it sounds like I mean, 
I think you can. Personally, I think you can be mad. I think you can be mad and like only going through that anger is what's going to let you kind Mm. of let go of it at the same time. Because anytime we like push it down, it's like we don't fully get it out. It feels like and it kind of just manifests in something else. So like, yeah, like I'm not saying like berate yourself by any means, but like go through the emotions of that and have that grief because that is a side of like a piece of you that you had hoped would be a different thing turned out to be something else but uh you know it it's almost time travel when we look at it you know where yeah. it's like we have to go back and just be like you know what what you're doing right now i know the consequences of it but we're we're gonna still be okay and there's gonna yeah. be different things yeah no i think definitely i'm okay like i just that's what i'm saying i hope to go through that process and like Make, yeah. you know like just complete the circle like just you know i think that's my if i can come to terms <laughs> now before i'm on my deathbed with who i am um yeah. and i think watching my father die also kind of uh and like put a little bit of fire under me to learn to be okay sooner than later uh because i think that's how my dad was able to die so gracefully like he handled it like a fucking chef and i mean i know he got sad and he kind of detached a little bit but i still think like there wasn't angry outbursts he never i don't know just all the things you kind of imagine Mm. somebody with that life-threatening diagnosis kind of going through he just he all he did was worry about my mom and us that was it yeah so yeah and so if that i think that's encouraging it was like ah this is what it is i love that about my dad (sighs) this is what it is but i want to go further right uh than that and and then like truly like forgive myself so i can take everything i have now and be fully um present present in it because, you know, that's always like, well, it could be better if you hadn't done this. It would have been, you know, that little thing, no matter how happy I am, you know, it could be better if you'd finished law school. It could be better, you know, if you hadn't done this or you should have broken up with that person a lot earlier because anyone who had this tra- traumatizing relationship that ruined how you see, re- you know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. you know, it's just a lot. So I want to, if I can just put those to bed, um, and like be like okay pie pie in the sky what does that look like what does that end result look like i don't know i don't know i you know i I know that um like puja was saying inner child work is something that i think about a lot differently now and like forgiving that child and not even forgiving child like not my child my younger self but also Mm -hmm. um understanding that the ways i've messed up have become, been a lot of those things started when I, as a little girl, had to deal with things. You know what I mean? Those, those are just like, you know, I, I want that. <sighs> I want that little girl to feel safe again in life and feel brave and bold and, you know, like a conqueror despite limitations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. 
I don't know. Uh, what do I know? That's what therapy's for, man. I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all this. It is. <laughs> we, fuck this. I mean, what a start, dog. Like, like... <laughs> uh, I just want to reiterate. You no, know, I have a soothing voice sometimes. Uh, yeah. It does not indicate I have any degree yeah. or license. Yeah. <laughs> um, and on that note, let's take a brief break, and we'll be right back in just a sec. <laughs> just had to leave a, a brief little pause there um for the good old ad sponsorships which reminds me i need to show you the t-shirt page to see what t-shirt you want oh yeah oh my god what happened oh no i'm just looking at this so um <clears throat> The the new um uh, the new district attorney in San Francisco just a little news thing popped up about her, and yeah. um, uh, so I don't know. It's San Francisco politics is real amazing and crazy, and like <laughs> keep an eye out because I don't know. I don't know. I feel like since we're so close to the capital, things get weird. Um, but we had a recall recently of our district attorney, um, okay. because, um, crime went up significantly, mm-hmm. um, during mm-hmm. the pandemic, it went up significantly. Yeah. And for uh, those of you who can't see, Marie is doing air quotes. quotes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. There is some crime that has gotten fucking brazen like some of the shit like that people are doing is bananas like um driving up behind cars and stopping them opening up car seats or smashing back windows and just Mm -hmm. pulling shit out they're going into walgreens and just putting shit in their their bags and not even like on camera wide out in the open um that big louis vuitton heist was out here uh, so, yeah but the thing is it's so funny because it's really and even myself I have to get like I have to check myself because sometimes it does feel like things are a little crazier right now um, when you look at the raw numbers it's not really like that bad like it's you know I think when they were talking about how they said something had gone up like 15% and then they did it the raw data it was like two more robberies this yeah. year like you know what i mean like it was like mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. what it was and like nationally crime has gone down um these are things that ha- are happening but um anyways so uh there was a big push to recall chessa i'm probably saying it wrong dear god you know if i chase a chessa bowed don't know i haven't lived in san francisco <laughs> long enough I'll put that as my excuse. I haven't been back in San Francisco long enough. Anyways, they recalled him because he wasn't doing enough about crime. And um, they replaced him with a district attorney. And I really don't like her. She's the one who led the recall, which, oh, how what a coincidence. And mm-hmm. she got the job. Lennon Breed put her in the, the seat. And she was out in uh, the Castro this weekend. And uh, she, it, I, I don't like 
uh, politicians who like play like, yo, I'm cool. Like, came out with oh, the glittery, <laughs> glittery high heel pink things, and I'm like, yeah. you know, she was fabulous and was doing a tour of the area, and I'm like, and then she got up on the stadium, a podium, and was talking about how she wants to improve safety for the Castro. Oh yeah, I worked uh, loss prevention at. Um, Ross dress for less, which was crazy because it was during the pandemic. Oh, wow. And there's like a limit oh. of how much you can steal before they call the police. And the limit is like maybe a thousand dollars worth of stuff. And it's the same in the what? Bay Area. Yeah. And that's why there's so much robberies happening since the pandemic, because they're like, well, we're we're um all struggling. We can't catch everybody every five minutes stealing stuff. So they just made like a limit of like how much you can steal before they have to call the police. Um, but before you call the police, you'll just put their picture up and it'll be like one of those hey, if you see this guy, he can't come in yeah. here anymore. And I'm yeah. like 98 pounds, and they had me in this weird-ass vest that said loss prevention, and I'm like, I just need money. Yeah. I'm just like, I need money. I just graduated grad school. I, I don't have anything. And all of a sudden, like, everyone would come and steal when I would work my shifts because I'm just oh, standing God. there like, I'm not allowed to touch you legally. And you can just walk in and run out and take everything. Mm-hmm. So, um... Oh, man. <laughs> it's got to be raven. It's, well, no, now I concede that point, right? But now I don't work retail anymore, and I don't do anything like that. I I work at a, like a car rental company, and I um now I am a person that people are looking at to see if I'm stealing, and I'm like, yeah. what the heck? It's just because I'm brown, yeah. and it's great because it's always at the same right. same. Uh, actually, it's at all stores now. They but like because I'm in San Gabriel, and I'm the only woman of color out here color they always are like oh let's look let's watch where she's going and i'm like first of all i'm i'm super broke so i mean maybe this is valid but also i (laughs) am too chicken (laughs) to ever steal like you'll never see this happening um but yeah it's always really funny apparently you can go to ross and do 999 dollars yeah hey have at it kids uh (laughs) i didn't tell you that though um but also i don't know the rules anymore i don't know the laws anymore pertaining to that but that was it was crazy like there were five homeless people and they still when i see them around la they're the same people who rob the same stores and they have their little routes so when yeah and they have like uh one of them is crips one of them's blood and one of them is um something like east side or whatever i don't know what it was but we would see gang fights happen at this ross like this was a ratchet place no yeah it was it was wild but um i think that's what's happening in the bay area is they have like a limit um and people are abusing that and then also too there a lot of crimes aimed towards asian americans so that was another reason why they had to get out the person who was in charge and yeah i heard that was huge um yeah it's funny because I was talking to my friend. I was like, well, you know, in in the UK, they got cameras everywhere. And I know they don't have crime like we do. So, like, do I care about the cameras or do is I that, care about how that they're being or used? They have, or is it that they have gun control and they have more knifing issues? And, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different factors with a different country um i don't think you can correlate but necessarily also, cameras I, to lower I, crime but i think really? we're censored i think we're really censored because my i made some friends that are in india and like they would tell me what they're reading about america and india and then i would tell them what i'm reading about india and america and we had two totally different stories 
Like it was Ooh. not the same. Like they were reading that our government is run by pedophiles. And I was reading that they're having like a, they're killing a bunch of people in India that are Muslim. And they're like having, that they have like no food or water in certain areas and whatever. And they're like, no, that's not true. I was just there yesterday. I'm like, oh my God. So I think like the way, whatever we report in America on other countries and stuff, there's, there's some differences. I don't know. Oh, fair enough. I just assume, I don't know. Like, all I know is that they've got lower crime rates in the UK. And I thought, like, one of the correlations was their use of cameras. But if it's not, then maybe. But here's the thing if it's not, I that's, I don't like being, I don't like the idea of cameras. Yeah. Well, and I think for good reason. Yeah. And and, uh, I think for very good reason because, yeah, there's, you know, they can give circumstantial evidence like for instance uh my apartment our complex got broken into several times over the course of like a couple months ago um and like our mailboxes got broken into they put up a fake camera to deter them they kept breaking into our mailbox they stole my edd card they took all the money off of that when i was unemployed so it was like awesome um they finally got the cameras working and they got photos of the guys but like they, we don't know who they are like <laughs> so they give it to the police and like what are they going to do with this other than like if they have like seen these guys before on the off chance hopefully i uh, you know I, and i don't know I, it's no one has been caught to what i have heard or <laughs> understood and like nobody's had their like property returned or anything that's been broken into and now we not only have one working camera, but apparently we now have two. So it's like, cool. <laughs> not- Sorry. <laughs> just- no, it's funny. It's funny because it's just like, okay, great. Cool. We got them on candid camera, but then like nothing's being done. But it's also a slow process. So it's it's hard to it's hard to tell. I mean, the camera thing is I feel like it's twofold. But- so I so at my car rental company, um, when I before I got on disability and stuff, I was always helping this one person rent a car. And finally I asked him, I was like, why do you keep coming back to us? And why do you always want a Mercedes or like an Alfa Romero? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you do? And he's like, oh, and he completely ignores my question. And he pulls out a video of somebody dismantling a really nice custom made Mercedes in his garage. And I'm like, wait, this is happening. And he's like, it's happened five times now. And I'm like, well, this is clearly an inside job because they're going into your garage in front of a camera. They don't care that the camera's looking at them and they're breaking into your car four times now. And he's like, yeah, I just keep sending this, this, these different videos to my insurance. And he shows me all four videos and then he shows me his insurance policy. And I'm sitting there like, I, your monthly premium must be out of this world. Like for, for this to happen four times and for you, your apartment, not to do anything about it. And for your, like, this must be an inside job. Like, and my brain is just on fire. Cause I'm like, he's sitting there calmly telling me I had a custom. Oh, maybe I don't have it. I guess I, maybe if I find Did it. You actually have the video? Oh no, no. I had, um, the name of this what? Mercedes. If I, but I don't he know. would also rent the car to just keep the thing going. Well, no, so he, his insurance, what would happen is his car would get broken into and it would get stolen, right? And so he would lose, he would wake up in the morning and be like, where's my car? And then he would call his insurance and be like, oh no, not again. And then his Uh, policy would let him have a rental for the time being until they helped him replace the car. So they have found his car in different dump, like not dumpsters, like different car yards or whatever, just with all the, the car battery and all the pretty stuff taken out. 
and it would just be Jeez. like the bare skeleton of this this custom made Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And then he would take our Alfa Romero every single time, and we're like, all right, but aren't you tired? So, like, but they, but like, it just it keeps happening, and and wow. I worked in downtown, or no, I worked in Koreatown, and he lived in. I think it was like somewhere near there. I don't know, but it was a very nice apartment complex from what I saw. And I'm like, I don't understand like how you can how have they not cut these people. Yeah, clearly they can, and clearly cameras mean shit all now because <laughs> every everybody's got a camera attached to their phone. Everybody's got a full like movie style shooting rig in their pocket now, um, and I feel like we it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> or. They, I mean, I it was the same guy stealing the same car four times. And he literally would even look at the camera sometimes. And he had, like, a ski mask on and everything, and he didn't care. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So what's everybody looking forward to for the coming week? What's going on? What's What, what are you excited I, for? I don't know if I'm excited. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> we've got a we've got a party this weekend um and yes yeah, sunday it's our free party and it's actually our last one at this venue so i guess i'm kind of excited about that other than cool. that i'm just working um i hit up adam and so we're gonna have some soup when i go out to new york in a couple of weeks so i'm excited okay. about that <laughs> nice. when are you coming to la I will be and actually I'll be in LA for a good amount of time because I'm gonna be there um from the twenty fifth till I think like the thirtieth or something like that. Wait, August twenty fifth? October. Oh man. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> we have to meet up. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um I mean I'll be in Palm Springs. How far away is Palm Springs from LA? I always oh, forget. It's a bit a bit of a drive. Bit of a drive. Uh, that's a that's a vacation spot. Well it's funny because they were out they were getting like a lot of people take these shuttles from LA to Palm Springs. So I thought oh that's true. Yeah. But maybe it's a still a while. I don't know. I don't know directions. What do I know? <laughs> it's in the <laughs> desert. Uh it's a very delightful place. That's where pornos are filmed. Palm Springs. Is it? They yeah, used to be filmed in the valley. That's I know. I was going to say, they filmed. used to be filmed like right where I am right yeah. now. <laughs> I was location scouting once, and every single Airbnb and every single place we had looked into had said in the description, like, no adult films, please. And I'm like, why? Like, what? And so finally, I got a hold of one of the Airbnb like landlords, and they were like, oh, yeah, we just keep walking into pornos like being filmed in our house, and we don't like that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh so yeah. that's, that's Palm Springs. From what I, I mean, and this was like, half a year ago when I did this location scout. So I don't know. I guess it's everywhere now. <laughs> Dang. I mean, hey, if you need a rental space, I guess that's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> for your OnlyFans. Uh, for your OnlyFans. <laughs> and then somebody's like, hey, that looks like my house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pooja, how about yourself? What's what's going on this week? What are you excited about? What are you okay. looking forward to? So I was looking at my calendar to really see. So there's... Um, three things so one um i am dog sitting for the first time and it's my friend's dog and we did that awkward initial meet where i'm just like hi i'm a good guy i promise and like she has a pit bull and um 
the pitbull was kind of like, okay, like, I don't know, you're getting really close to my mom. I'm not liking this. And then finally, like an hour later, she's like, okay, you're a good person. I'm like, I know. So I'll be watching this cute little doggy and I'll take pictures and send them to both of you. And um, (laughs) that's something I'm looking forward to. That's happening Thursday. And then I have to write a sketch and I have to pitch it to my friend. I hope she'll help me make it. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I might. I might be, uh, I think, interviewing for another job, which would be really nice. Um, Great. Yeah, we'll see. We love interviews around here. We know. We know a lot about interviews. (laughs) A lot about that. We do it mm, just about every other week, uh, (laughs) depending on the workflow. Great. Okay, cool. Are you excited for that? Yeah. I mean, I am waiting to hear back like i know sure. in a couple podcasts ago you were saying like the weird like hey i'm still desperate are you type of thing like that's <laughs> happening <laughs> like the whole like yeah. follow up and the yeah and i'm also looking into getting a new day job because this is like 10 hours a day and i even work saturdays and they oh that's be, a lot yeah i'm gonna be going back in september and i i'm not too uh given these other priorities i've put i've put creativity as a priority now so i'm like when am i gonna find time to write if i'm like out 10 hours a day <laughs> like i don't know the age-old question it's the yeah. age-old question how do so, i balance the finances with the creative stuff yeah so i'm just I, i'm in inter- i'm gonna see if they'll respond back to my email but also to like I guess I'm getting a bunch of coffees and whatnot with my writers group too. So that's exciting because I get to finally meet them in person other than just seeing them on a Zoom. Oh, that's nice. That's awesome. I didn't know they all lived in LA. I was like, what? But what about you, Katie? Even better. <laughs> um, I am, I'm going to Solvang this weekend, <gasps> which I'm very excited about. Why are you going there? there? Why? Uh, to hang out with my aunt, my uncle. Was <laughs> that a bad thing? No, <laughs> my friend. Bad. One day we we both were having a bad mental health day, and he's like, "Get in the car." And I'm like, "Okay." And so I went in the car. This is my producing partner, so we're we're homies. And he took me to solving. And he's a California native, and he's like, "We gotta go get out of here." And we walked around, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And it's just like this very this this Danish town that's just been stuck in yeah. place. And it's funny because they're competing for the same, like there's this one sweet store that sells all these sweets and then there's another one right across and they're both like competing for money. I don't know. Okay, but they sell the- I am into this. <laughs> I'm very excited very about this. Very cute. Just tell them to take you to uh, the downtown area and just walk around and look and be like, what? And, and try all their sweets because they make it fresh and people go there for their sugar cookies and- they have oh. a little museum of Legos and all these small mini like chairs. What? Yeah. You, you just said the magic word. <laughs> they do. Oh, it's... Mark's a Lego I... man. Mark is a big Lego man. Huge Lego I man. Love it. We literally have a cityscape over here and there's like a Ghostbusters tower. I have the Friends set oh. in Lego form. We have like Stranger Things Lego form. We've got a Voltron in Lego form. Like there's legos all over our house so what's been going on uh, with legos these days because i went into a barnes and noble and me and my there's a my barnes and noble partners, oh. oh sorry well yeah it's in um <laughs> were we just talking about this last week <laughs> oh well it's it's in the glendale galleria like they have a really big one there 
Sweet. Oh, it's still there. Great. That's so good to hear. <laughs> well, I walked into one and I just found a whole section. And I, this is where all the people were, by the way. They were like, sure. books. We're going to look at all these Legos. And I'm <laughs> like, why? So we're looking at all the Legos and there's this one for Seinfeld. There's one for Friends. There's one for Cheers. There's one yep. for... Uh, there's going to be one for the office soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what's going on? How did they get the rights to all this stuff? Uh, they strike up deals. They strike up deals with things. And like, there's there's an office one that has just about every single person, including um, like Creed. Yeah, there's a partnership manager, which is the job yeah. I was trying to get this whole time, who yeah. does things like that. Yeah, somebody from some that's that's not you know that's the dream like that not the dream but that was why i wanted to do stuff like because you get to that that was encourage that fandom which like if there was a bob's burgers lego set i would be all for it because i already know like how cool the ghostbusters fire uh firefighter tower is it's really awesome but if they had something like that for bob's burgers yeah sold <laughs> like I'm, I'm buying that i uh, yeah the funko pops they got me you can't get oh. them as cheap as you used to so i'm glad i got someone i got under but that's a collab i really and todd land i don't know if you know todd land but they do a lot of fan gear and yeah. um they did a comic con bob's burger exclusive exclusive, and i wish like i i I don't even know what if it's faux pas but i want to get one of the shirts even though i wasn't at comic con because they were so good so we'll see Mm -hmm. i'm smoking get it anyway you good you good oh go ahead uh, I was just going to say, so Solving's one of the things I'm looking forward yeah. to. And then uh, starting next Monday, I will also be um, starting at a very exciting company that I can't necessarily announce fully just yet, but it is uh, a dream company to work for. I'm only going to be there for three weeks as of now, and then we'll see what happens after that. Hopefully I'll continue on, but I will be under an actual corporate banner, which is nice. I'm paying you the big bucks now, eh? Yeah. (laughs) That money that we probably should have been paid at our previous previous employment, Marie. Uh, Yeah. um, (laughs) Should be fun. Uh, I'll hopefully be able to say more in, in a week or so. Um, but yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but everyone, thank you so much for listening uh, to all of this. I'm glad to have Pooja on this week. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out. We're happy to have more people on. Um, my name is Katie. You can always find me at at Pants, E-L-S-A-S-S-Y-P-A-N-T-S, sometimes with a Z if you're on TikTok. And um, I'm Marie, Mad Marie 13 on the stuff. Mostly the Instagram, but I'm hearing the tick. The TikTok is what the kids are doing these days. You never know. <laughs> you love the TikTok. You love the TikTok. You I know, but I don't make it. Yeah. <laughs> I do no, it, it, the it talk. takes too much. <laughs> it takes too much to do the talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work, but you never Pooja, know. Where can folks find you? Uh, so if you're on. Katie's Insta. I follow her there. Um, so my Insta <laughs> handle is at Pujika27. And my stories are just filled with memes. And that's the same as my Twitter. And that's the same as my TikTok. But my TikTok is 
very experimental. I don't know what I'm doing on there. So yeah. maybe uh, you'll see one TikTok of me like, I don't even know what I'm doing. But yeah, so probably Instagram's your best bet um, to find me. <laughs> well, I can't wait to check it out. <laughs> I know I've got your Instagram, but I don't think I've checked out your TikTok. Oh, yet. goodness. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's been a minute since I've gone on TikTok. I'm not going to lie. So if you're sending me messages on TikTok, my bad. I take forever to get it. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening. Please stay tuned to the next uh, episode and subscribe to all the Geekscape podcasts on the Geekscape Podcast Network. And we hope to see you on the next one. Bye. Oh, remember, the universe is chaos. So be kind. Almost forgot it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, don't don't. Don't eat grapes and a lot of <laughs> day. I love it. That's the one that'll stick. That's the yeah. one that'll stick. Okay, have a good one, everyone. Bye.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 